Welcome to the gun show. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. All right, guys, back by popular demand, we have Steven again. You're, you're getting to be the, one of the most regular guests we've ever had. So you're, you're very quickly creeping up on that one. That might not be good for everybody else, but I think it's pretty fun. Uh, so far, we have had very good uh, like responses, mm-hmm. and we've even heard certain um, Stevenisms. Oh, yeah. It's what has been required. Uh, uh, said to us, yeah. Yeah, uh, your uh, token Terry's turbo crystals was said that was their favorite Stevenism mm-hmm. of your very first podcast. I'll that you Terry turbo us? crystals a good one. I like hillbilly crystal candy. <laughs> <laughs> Proponents of modern chemistry, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Kylie's so confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's get to the ad. Impact Defense Dial Online. You should go there. There's training videos. You can sign up for classes. Um, there's a store as well. Oh, there's a store as well. You should buy a bunch of crap from there. It's the holiday season. You should buy some crap for you. You should buy some crap for people that you love. Um, you should buy some crap for people you don't love. Um, I don't know, give it to the homeless. I saw a tweaking homeless person on the way over here. I about hit a 164. You should buy some impact defense gear for them. Really, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, gosh. And now time for the news portion of the podcast with your host, me. So... This one is of a off-duty police officer. He had to stop the unmarked car he was driving in the 1900 block of Indiana Street, but another car pulled in front of him with multiple occupants. One of them got out and brandished a pistol, even though the officer uh, repeatedly warned that he was a police officer. Fearing for his life, the sergeant discharged his duty weapon more than once. Police said the driver of the suspect vehicle then fled the scene with an armed with the armed suspect following on foot. Responding officers soon caught up with the car about two miles away. The vehicle was reported stolen earlier that day. Police said officers learned that the youngest <coughs> of the car's occupants, age 15, was the attacker. He went to the hospital with non-life-threatening wounds. According to police, the other suspects, ages 16, 17, and 18, faced various charges related to the incident, and the officer was unhurt. Well, that's good. Did he shoot him outside of the car, or did you like smoking through the windshield? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, find the story. I read what it says. <laughs> like Kylie said, this one's going to be all about guns. We're going to talk about some mods to guns, and we got some guns here in the background if you're seeing this on YouTube. Uh, hope they don't demonetize us for having guns on the thing. But we'll, oh, oh well. no. I'll say this is America. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for your commie garbage. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. Now, now I, I hope that we can get some conversation from everybody because everybody, I mean, both you ladies have done pistol and rifle training, both pistol and rifle instructors as well. Um, we got a little bit of hate uh, from one of the ones that we did because we said the girls jokingly said something negative, or we were kind of joking around about Glock and people that love Glocks to the point. I, you know, I told I told okay, the I guy, am full well planning on just just dunk it on 1911 guys here in just a little while and really 
Like, yeah, you thought yeah that's, that's Those are another, the two big yeah. things. So, yeah. Fox and 1911s. Yeah, it's For really record, true. When it comes to the topic of ni- 1911s, I'm just going to rip this Band-Aid off. If you Before. think your 1911 works, it probably doesn't. <laughs> that's number one. And number two, if you're anybody that says... Oh, I can shoot my 1911. It shoots like a dream. I can't shoot a Glock for nothing. It's because you can't shoot. It's because you suck. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with the sights on any of your guns, just while we're at it. There's nothing wrong with them. Unless you got a red dot and it's not zero, there's nothing wrong with them. But if you're a guy that's like, oh, I can shoot my 1911. You hand me a Glock and a SIG, I'm all over the place. It's like being like, oh, man, I can drive a Ford, but you put me behind a Dodge. I'm all over the road. It's because you can't drive, bro. It's because you can't shoot. It's because you suck. You're garbage. Yeah. You're trash. You need training. Like, you need, I mean, you know, I mean, to, to what you're saying, um, you know, I think double action is a lot harder to shoot accurately than, than pretty much single action or striker fire. I prefer oh, yeah. striker fire. But... The fact of the matter is, if you are a shooter, you should be able to shoot any of it, yeah, with reasonable accuracy. Yeah, and it might take you a you know a little bit to kind of get used to that, mm-hmm. but you should be able to do it. Yeah, it, it can't be like, oh, I just can't shoot that particular type of gun. What if you have five like three shots from it, and if you're not on target, you're like, yeah. eh, it's a terrible gun. <laughs> yeah. And like 19 <laughs> guys, they like it so much because it's a crutch. It's got an inter- like it's got an integral crutch built in. Yeah. Like, I've shot some 1911s with triggers that break like glass with, like, you know, two pounds that are awesome. Yeah. Like, they're less than the weight of the gun itself. Yeah, you can shoot those guns super accurately. They're great. Yeah. But unless you're paying, at minimum, probably $1,200 for a 1911, you're probably not going to have a gun that works, at least not factory and out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the simple fact that 1911s were not made to be factory-built guns. They never were. When John Moses Browning made the 1911, that was a custom-fitted gun. Like, people came through and they were like, we got this part, we're going to custom-fit this thing till it's in spec. And yeah, those guns, when you picked them up, they rattled and stuff. Those guns worked, though. Um, you know, so unless you're you're rocking a custom-built gun that, that works, or very bare minimum, like something like a Springfield TRP, a tactical response pistol or something like that, you probably don't have a gun that works. Your Rock Island definitely doesn't work. You just don't know it because you don't shoot. It feel like that sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just over here making friends. That's all good. Just send all your hate emails to Stephen at impactdefense.online. Mm-hmm. That oh, will go right. nowhere. No, you don't have an email address. That will go nowhere. Oh. <laughs> he got really excited. <laughs> yeah, I almost had an email address just for hate mail. You don't, you don't know how much I would sign up for that. Like, send, just to gonna, answer hate mail. Send, send, it, send it to that email address. He's going to make me one. I'll answer your questions. <laughs> You're not going to like it, but I'll do it. Don't expect quick responses. It's going to take me a little while. But you know what? Every now and again, I'm on night shift, and i got nothing better to do. Anyway. We're going to run that. You right. should just pay Steven with rain to, uh, to answer hate mail. Yeah, That's true. So. By the way, people listening to the podcast, don't drink white gummy bear rains. You will get addicted. Oh my! Gosh. And then I won't be able to find any more of them. And I'm just. Yeah. And then he'll have to so, drive two towns couple, over. A couple podcasts back, <laughs> uh, I, I gave Steven some Coke and coffee, uh, and he had never had that, and and he really liked it. And so this time, or not this time, the last time he came in, he he brought me a um, a white gummy bear rain uh, energy drink, and um, that was so much better than I expected that to be. Yeah. Like, it's like PCP in a can. <laughs> yeah. 300 milligrams of caffeine. If I don't have one at the beginning of shift, like, my day's kind of off. I can do the, I can do, like, the orange dream sickle and stuff, but it's just, it's not the same. Like, it's like him and coffee. 
it's not the same. It's like the white gummy bear range, your actual got my parent, 30 ounce but cup the here. orange dream sickles like your stepdad, it's just not the same. Like, <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's going to make it in, but it's funny. <laughs> All right, so so we have some guns in the back. Um, what? We, no kidding. Yeah, I know. Um so in all honesty, my, my stance on a lot of things, a lot of the guns, just have something that's reliable and that you can shoot, uh, and then make sure you actually shoot a lot with it. Mm-hmm. That's that's and you won't thing. know whether or not the gun's reliable until you've shot a lot with it. Yes. Um, you know, I, I joke around about Glock, but it's mainly about Glock guns. I own several Glocks. Yeah. I do. Uh, you know, so we, we make jokes about Glocks. It's mainly the people that think that Glocks make the only decent gun out there. Yeah. Uh, not true. Uh, Smith & Wesson makes great guns. I'm, I'm a big fan of Smith & Wesson. Yeah. Uh, Six Hour makes great guns. They do. Yeah. FN makes the 509. Mm-hmm. CZ makes the P10C. Like. And, and I don't know if we've talked about it before, but have you shot any of these new Taurus G2s, G3s, or anything like that? No, no. I've never robbed a liquor store before. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm not. I've, I've handled them, and they actually they, they handle well, and they seem like well-built guns better than anything I've ever seen from Taurus. Yeah, those uh, things. I mean, they're really good. I have a buddy who had one. He had a G2C or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he liked it so much, he went and bought a G3. Yeah. And I, I was asking him about it. He goes, yeah, man, take them. I said, I took them both to the range, and mm-hmm. I was, like, shocked at how good yeah. those things are. Yeah, um, the trigger's a little different. I get used to that, but outside of that, they shoot well. Shoot and I mean, really like good. you know, there's a lot of good budget options and stuff too. Um, you can pick up like was it the Beretta APX as a good mm. gun? It looks a little goofy, uh, but you can pick them up for Loch Ness monster money. You know, about tree fitty. Um, you can go. You Don't can, forget that awesome high point. Exactly. Yeah, you can get the high point E cannon. Um, yeah, you can walk into any of your local drug de- like any of your local uh, liquor stores and stuff like that, and they'll give you all the money. It's an inherent value with it. Uh, you can get them in cash money print, which will up your street cred by five points. Um, and if it doesn't work, like half of them don't, you can just use it as a paperweight to hold the money down while you beat them with the baseball bat. You draw it right as a backup. Yeah, um, you can also get them in the trunk of any drug dealer's car. Just you just ride around anyone that you see. You can go ahead and pick them right up for next to nothing. Um, so as you can tell, we do not actually suggest high points. Yeah, don't don't get a high point. If you're going to get a high point, like for the meme, like it's a high point. It's like that's awesome. Like, you know, and like, don't get me wrong, like, for Dress that, it up, make it you a should hat, definitely put it yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Like, if you can get like one that says Yeet Cannon G1 built into <laughs> it, I mean, I, if I saw one right now, I'd buy it. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like, you know, and I might even carry it as a backup just because it's funny. But what else? Like, the A Rex guns are really good for not Yeah, I've not shot one of those, but I've heard they're yeah, really good. Yeah, they shoot awesome. Yeah. Um, they look cool. The new versions and stuff like that, optic ready and stuff like that for about 380 and like. Really? Yeah. Um, solid optic mounting platform and stuff too. Mm. Um, I got a buddy. He really he likes his a whole lot. He carries his um, even over his Glocks and Smith and Wessons and stuff like that. A lot of yeah. people don't know about ARX arms, but they've actually been in the fighting handgun world for a long time. They made a lot of law enforcement pistols and stuff like that for yeah. um, uh, a lot of European countries and stuff like that. I don't want to name any of them. I think Croatia is one of them, but I'm not. I think you're right. But you I'm probably not. shouldn't quote me on that. Yeah. Um, you know, you can always Google it and do your own research. That's cool, too. I always Google it and do your own research. Yeah. Or duck, um, duck, go it if you don't like Google. Yeah. I like Bing. You know, <laughs> Bing's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. If it's like 2005, you can go to Ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. But what we got today? So I've got, for my Glocks, I've got a 17 and a 45. Um, that's a Model 45, not a 45 caliber. Uh, not that there's anything particularly wrong with 45 caliber. It's just not my, it's not my hotness. Um, 
Well, you know, I, I was reading, and uh, somebody that does some studies with these things says, you know, that the 45, and I'm, here we go, um, probably pissed somebody off, but I don't really care that much. It'll be all right. Um, you know, the 9mm has like 96% of the 45 stopping power. Yeah. And like 67% of the recall. Yeah. So. Well, really, if we're going to lie, if we're going to back way up, the reason that 9mm ever got phased out was the Miami Day shooting. Um, so essentially, it do get shot with a 9mm. If he was shot on an operating table, Homeboy still would have died. Um, like that 9mm, it eventually killed that guy, but he was able to go and, and continue to fight. Yeah. Afterwards, and it just—I mean, when it comes down to handguns, especially when you shoot somebody with them, especially if you shoot them in the thoracic cavity, the chest, and stuff like that, because this guy got both lungs in the heart. I mean, you know, about as, as good of a thoracic cavity shot as you could hope for. You're starting a timer. That's what yeah. it is. It's the yeah. amount of time that it's going to take him to bleed out before he reaches uh, a level of blood loss to where he's incapacitated. Yep. Um, and that's all handgun calibers. That's your nines. That's your forties. Whether or not you like that, it's forty fives. It's all that. People argue stopping power, and it's literally like it's just a pet peeve. And this is kind of side field too. It's when it good. comes We're to handguns, handguns suck at killing people. When you talk about stopping power, that's just the amount of energy that's going to be transferred into them. It is directly, directly. Related to the amount of recoil you feel. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. The amount of energy you feel in recoil is the same that they're going to feel in kinetic energy transferred to them. The only measurable amount of damage or amount of uh, force that you can count on in self-defense is the damage that the bullet causes. Um, so with modern 9mm ammunition, you have uh, like HST, Spear Gold Dots, uh, Winchester Rangers, which are pretty much the only three that I would really trust at your higher end. Um, Sierra makes some that are pretty good. Hornady makes some that are decent. And, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, everybody's got their bullet that they swear by. Yeah. But really mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, the the bridge is like, like it's it's gapped so much of the bridge where it's you can't really tell anymore. So I would rather have more ammunition if we're only counting on the amount of damage that it does to the body. Whereas like, you know, something with a 45 I have more recoil less ammo yeah um, yeah and, and like I can shoot 45s very accurately yeah. but it's the it's the time between shots that you can yeah. shoot accurately that makes a difference for me and the reason I like 9mm yeah you know and, and this I was like not about tries. ammo yeah. yeah and I like more tries because <laughs> <laughs> like, you know there's anything I can do it's mess something up and like I'm probably gonna have that up and like <laughs> it happens I'm a good shooter but like you know I might screw that up. I'd rather have another go at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and on average, it takes like three to four shots to yeah. actually stop somebody anyway. So, yeah, and it's funny. I ask that in every single concealed carry class I do, and I get people say, you know, uh, how many how many rounds does it take to actually stop a threat? Mm -hmm. and, and almost every class, I get people one. It's like, no. And when we put out uh, a while back. Uh, videos about uh, knife defense mm -hmm. uh, and we did a bunch of knife defense stuff we did it with a marker and then one of the ones that we did was knife defense with a gun where we gave Jada a gun and she had to like try to draw and shoot me yeah and some of the somebody says oh well I'm pretty sure she shot you before you know after you'd only stabbed her a couple of times so all the rest of those stabs don't count it's like um no yeah. it was like I'm pretty sure after that one shot, you'd be on your butt. It's like, oh, no, that's not the way it works, yeah. buddy. Sorry. Right. I mean, maybe for most people, but most people don't go around stabbing folks. Um, True. But, you know, 
Like, and people that are big proponents for stabbing people are probably also big proponents of the old Terry Turbo crystals. True. You know? I had, had to figure out a way to throw that in there, huh? Yeah, just a little bit of hillbilly crystal candy, and you'll be amazed how many times you can shoot somebody. Like, wild. Like, Where do you but, get uh, these? <laughs> you just got to keep them in the back pocket, you know. So, yeah, another side note. Uh, the last time, Kylie goes, where does, like, where does, I said, he's always done this. Yeah. I mean, for, since I've known him as a kid, you know, he would always, he, he loves to use things like that. It's just, but you remember them when it sticks in your brain. And yeah. It's, yeah like. So, anyway, we were talking, we were going to talk about mods. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, we hadn't even got there yet. We'd just been all over the place, but we're on, you know, guns and stuff. Um, so... We tried to record this one before, and we kind of it, it all got goofed up. So we're gonna kind of lean back a little bit into that. And from superstition reasons, Jay does check and make sure everything's good now. So anyway, um, I think my two big things that I want on a pistol is basically going to be make sure I like the sights and make sure I like the trigger. Mm-hmm. You know, once I have everything else, I got a decent pistol, and then after the decent pistol, I want a good sight and a good trigger. Yeah. And for me, I love red dots. So yeah. red dots kind of like. My favorite, <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna, I've got a couple red dot equipped handguns. I really like them. Um, you know, a good set of iron sights are good too. Yeah. Um, well, I got, yeah. I got iron sights on, on this. Yeah. Um, you should be able to shoot with both. Uh, but you know, I really like. People don't understand how much better a red dot sight will make you. But I, as far as like just literally as a shooter skill wise, a red dot sight will make your trigger control substantially better because with the parallax you will watch that dot float in the float in your optical window and as you press that trigger any amount of change you have in your trigger press will be apparent through the dot yes you'll see it move yep and i have uh i've let people dry fire mine in classes mm-hmm. and someone goes like my gosh the the sight jumps really big when i pull the trigger it's like uh that tells you right there you yeah. need to work on your trigger pull yeah because it shouldn't be moving that much yeah, because your trigger control sucks yeah, I try to be a little nicer because these are newer shooters generally. Well, yeah, so, but, you know. yeah. <laughs> well, they did come to the control carry class before they ever shot a pistol, so. It's true. Yeah. We get a lot of those. Yeah. Never shot a handgun. Which, I mean, in all honesty, I think I would rather that than somebody come through who has. Uh, shot it the wrong way. Yeah, shot it the wrong way for Trying years. guys. <laughs> Just. <laughs> He's trying to get us more hate mail. Uh, uh, hey, we have an email address for you to send that to now, so. <laughs> Steven at Impact Defense 101. Um, so anyway, but like they, they've shot it wrong for years. They're holding it wrong for years. They don't know. And they always complain about, you know, I heard somebody make the comments like, yeah, Glock makes a good gun, but they always shoot low and left for me. Or they always shoot. It's like, no, nah. like, nah, I got something to tell you. <laughs> no, you just don't know how to pull that trigger. And it's all about manipulating the trigger for each one of them. So, yeah. I like a good consistent trigger pull in everything. It must be like really hard to be one of those guys because every time you go to the range, you got to dig all the way in the bottom of the trash can to find your trigger control. (laughs) (laughs) Just, God, it's got to be inconvenient. I want to be able to basically pick up anything and shoot it well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, but admit it, but for my own personal guns, yeah, man, I I like that flat trigger, and I'm a really big fan of the Apex triggers. We need some type of sponsorship with Apex triggers, man. Because I can, yeah, they're. They're good. Uh, they're good guys and stuff too. Um, but Overwatch Precision makes good triggers, especially if you're one of the guys that doesn't like to change out a lot of the internal Overwatch 
Triggers makes new trigger shoes for Glocks, and I think they may do it for Smith & Wesson, too. I'm not 100% on that. Mm. Um, but they use OEM trigger bars and stuff like that, so you're not bypassing any of the uh, any of the integral safety of the pistols, yeah. um, like a lot of the Zev triggers and stuff do. Um, Zev triggers are dope, but like, you know, when you're bypassing your drop safety and stuff like that to get a better trigger pull, for a fighting gun, I would rather have that, yeah. Yeah, um, I want a drop safety. Yeah, because if I get Rittenhouse and I'm, like, down on the ground, I'd rather, you know... I'd rather be like, know that that gun's not going to blow my leg off when I fall on it. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, for me, one thing that I really need on any kind of offensive handgun, and this is just personally, I always go with the light. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, you know, any handgun that I choose for the most part is going to have, uh, it, it's going to be a handgun that I like and have a trigger that is at least fighting acceptable for me. I really like the Gen 5 triggers. Um, for me, if I'm going to have a Glock, I'm going to have a Gen 3 or a Gen 5. Um, the Gen 4 trigger sucks. Just does. I don't think I've ever shot a Gen 4 Glock. Yeah. Uh, I think the only one I have not work on. I'm bringing that one down so you can see it. Um, but, like, the difference between the Gen... I've got a Gen 3 for a work gun and a Gen 4 for a work gun. And the Gen 3 is, you know, really smooth. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't touch that trigger. That trigger's fine. Yeah. You know, I really like it. Um, my Gen 4, it's like, it's creepy, it's gritty, it's gross. And, you really? Know, the brake isn't as good, you know. Like, the resets, it's a little more, like, clicky in the reset, but I don't really care. Um, you know, I, if they had put the Gen 3 trigger in the Gen 4 guns, it would have been great, but, mm. you know, they, they didn't. Yeah. But they got a lot closer with the Gen 5 to the Gen 3, and the Gen 5 triggers, I, I really like the triggers. And, yeah. Um, so, I mean, usually when I choose a gun, I kind of choose it based off that, that it already has a lot of those criteria that that I want. Um, if not, I may be choosing a gun specifically so I can put those components in it, like a, like my Beretta. It's got that Langdon Tactical trigger kit and stuff in there, and that yeah. gun is stupid smooth. I, you know, um, But I literally bought it because, like, you know, it's the gun of Mel Gibson, and I could make this really dope Beretta. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, it's just fun. That and I, you know, want to pretend to be John McClane and Die Hard. I will choose a handgun based on the merits of what it has from the factory, and then I will add accommodations to it afterwards. So for me, it's going to be sights and a light. Um, so I'm going to add a good pair of high-vis sights. I think these are, what are these, Ameriglows or True Glows or something like that? Yeah, these are uh, True Glows. Um, I like a blacked-out rear and a high-vis front. Personally, for me, it's just a little easier to get. And that's pick up what on it. that one has. Um, just so you know, you know, with the U notch because I am an astigmatism and my eyes don't work right apparently, and uh, so the U notch is easier for me than all the right angles. The sights has ne- have never really made a big difference in what I liked in a gun. Like I've never really been one to choose one just for the sights. For me, it's always been where it lands when I point because I just said my preference is point shooting. Mm -hmm. Like point in the general direction and go back and forth. I like shooting iron a whole lot more than I like lining up sights and trying to hit exactly in the like perfect spot I want to hit, you know. I would prefer to go this target, this target, this target, you know, not... I don't, I've never been a paper target. So shooting, try to hit exactly shooting closer from proprioception <laughs> and how your gun points naturally in the hand yes. rather than... So yeah. for me, that's why I have the gun preference I have for the Sig Sauer P365. Uh, because for me, that's the gun that I don't have to adjust when I pull it up. Like, it fits my hand right, and I pull it up, and everything is straight. Um, 
anytime I use a Smith & Wesson or a Glock or anything like that, there's always the pull it up, okay, now I have to like adjust and figure out where I actually am lined up. Whereas with the Sig Sauer, it's a whole lot easier for me to just pull up and it'd be where I want it to be. Um, but she likes the SAS version. Have you shot <clears> one of those with the SAS? It's a, it's, a SAS it's an version. inlaid sight. So, so if you take them, so if we have this, there's mm -hmm. no sights that stick up from the top right. at all. It's flat. The sight is here. Oh, so it's kind of like the sight. Like old like trench sights. Yeah, oh. no, it doesn't dig oh. in. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it sits right back here inside the slide, and there's no groove to it at all. Hmm. I don't know if it's some type of tritium or what it is, but it is it is very different. Huh. It is very different. That's interesting. It is. But they say it's you know completely snag free. Yeah. So I know like, one of the things I do like in a side is I do like a, a good ledge, either ninety degrees or angled forward slightly so I can catch it on stuff, so high manipulations, yeah. things like that too. That's another reason I like a really good red dot, because you can just like bang those things around and not have okay, to worry about Okay, I have them. seen those. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Can I see? That's neat. Yeah, they are. They are. They're pretty neat. A uh, little different to shoot with if you've never shot with them. Yeah. My favorite thing when it comes to defensive shooting is first off where it lands when I pull it straight up, yeah. and then second how it fits my hand because whenever I'm holding something with a thicker grip or something like that, I'm not able to get my thumb to all of the things I need to get it to, like the slide release or uh, magazine release, things like that. I would have to use my other hand to help me adjust and get to that button because I just can't reach it with the size of my thumbs. But or if her teeny little hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. when, but if I'm holding a smaller gun, but one that still handles really well and pulls up to where I want it to be, it's a whole lot easier to, for me to get to the things I need to get to a whole lot faster. And it definitely would make uh, magazine changes a whole lot simpler because it's kind of annoying to have to fumble around trying to get to the thing to release the magazine in the first place. We need to do a quick magazine change. <laughs> have you shot a P365? Yeah, I've shot... They shoot well. Yeah, they but do. It's, a, it's a tiny little grip. Yeah, that's my problem with them. Is I've got, like... Well, you got the same problem yeah. I do. you got big old meat hooks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I've got more hand than there is grip available on the handgun. I've mm -hmm. got um, exactly proportional. Yeah, <laughs> which, you know, like... Um, so if you've got kind of those smaller, like, medium-sized hands, it's great for you. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's the same thing with, like, the 43X. My buddy got a 43X. He really liked it. It was... Or, uh, sorry, not the 43X, the Glock 43. Okay. And, um, you know, and it's the same thing. But when I picked that thing up... Like, it was a pain to shoot because it would float around in my hands because I just have more hand than there is gun to grip. Yeah. I also love a two-stage trigger. I can't stand yeah, it. striker fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate... I, I can't stand double action just because it's inconvenient. <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of revolvers, and that's what it feels like every time I yeah. shoot a double action. <laughs> yeah. The revolvers, too, are just inherently harder to shoot, and you have less tries with it. And yeah, like... Seeing the way the like grip it's old, is. it's archaic. There's a very small niche that they'll fit in, but like, yeah, it's really not. Um, I mean, it's really like big bore hunting and stuff like that because you can't fit like a 464 Casul in a like you know, in a Glock. Which, if I came out with one, I'd, I'd buy one because that's, <laughs> that's awesome, but uh, you know, you know, like big bore hunting and stuff like that. Like, you know, a lot of people smoke pretty large animals and stuff with them. Um, you know, bear things like that, but yeah. personally, even still, I'd probably just carry a ten millimeter Glock. Because speaking of, did you see the Smith and Wesson MP ten millimeters? I've seen them come out with them. I haven't like actually looked at anything on them. I kind of yeah. want one, like just because they have. I haven't, I haven't really kind of come to a decision about the ten millimeter yet. 
I don't know if it's worth kind of investing into. I mean, really? Like, do I don't need one. I don't. I don't need one at all. Like, yeah. it doesn't like... But you just want one. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't like check any box with me to like, you know, like this is just like the thing that I... I would like to shoot a 10 millimeter. I'm I definitely is. But essentially having a 41 Magnum and a semi-automatic pistol that will just... It's just going to express mail somebody's soul to Jesus. And like, it's like, you know, 10 millimeter comes down to it. But, uh... Well, Kylie, what do you like? You, you generally, I mean, let's be honest, you're 14. Mm-hmm. But you are a pistol instructor. Mm-hmm. You have shot anywhere from 22s to 9 millimeters. You tend to enjoy the 22s a lot more because you're 14. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like in a pistol? I like it being small enough to where it's not like a huge pistol. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain stuff like that. But That's pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it to where it, I can actually fit both my hands to where I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. You want to be able to get a good grip on the gun yes. without having... Yeah, go ahead. Too much room. <laughs> Recoil management is a whole lot easier also when the gun fits your mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. That's why I like the Smith & Wesson MMP Combat Between 2. Compact. Compact. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever. Or the Combat 22. Yeah, combat yeah. 22. Whatever. I mean, if you shoot somebody with a 22, it immediately becomes a Combat 22. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I also like the Trigolo sights on there because they glow, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Did you say Trigolo or Trigolo? True glow. True glow. <laughs> that. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I caught that. I was like, did I just hear that wrong? <laughs> no, you didn't hear that wrong. Trig glow. Right. True glow. True glow. Why do I keep coming up with trick? You like the True glow sights. They're easy to find. Moving on to... Um, Moving away from pistols and on to long guns. <laughs> Number one, let's go ahead. What long gun, what do you like? Um, personally, for me, I run ARs. Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, AR-15s are they're simple, they're easy to use, they're easy to maintain, um, that kind of stuff. AKs are great, too. Um, I think you should be able to run an AK. Like, personally, I'm, I'm a student of... I'm a student of the gun. Like, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't care what it is. If you hand me anything, if it's got sights and a trigger on it, I can shoot it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, so you know, I, I run all manner of rifles, AKs, AR, scars, you know, FNs, you know, the Beretta ARX thing that looks like a fish. It's, uh, have you seen that thing? It's weird. I don't think so. Um, I'll show you a picture of it later. It looks okay. like a fish. It looks like a tuna, but. Um, <laughs> You know, their design team just were weird about that. It's the gun, I think, like, the French use it or something like that. <laughs> but, um, or wait, maybe it's the Italians because it's Beretta. I don't know. Lord knows what the French use. But um, it's beside the point. Um, yeah, I run an AR-15. Uh, this one is a 12-and-a-half-inch gun. I like the 12-and-a-half-inch. Basically, it just extends well time, and I can keep a carbine-length gas system in it. Um, and I can still get enough velocity out of the bullet. It'll be doing like two two three things when it hits the target i get mm-hmm. a little bit further a little bit further out in range and stuff with the two so for me really i don't like going below an 11 and a half if it's a 10 and a half it's a it's a little bit shorter than that we're getting kind of into one of those things where we start losing a little bit of reliability um or we have to shorten the gas system and make you know the the recoil experience more violent and stuff like that just to get it working right um so for me i can keep kind of a softer shooting gun with a 12 and a half and it's still short um, just, you know, personally for me, I've got a 
pistol stabilizing brace, quote unquote. This one's an Agpul one um, that's similar to like a CAC blade, but I can actually extend it and like change where it goes. Um, one thing that I really like on it, on all my guns, I pretty much leave them stock in the trigger internals and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I do too on ARs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really, I don't mind a, uh, unless it's something like a precision gun, I really don't mind a mil-spec trigger at yeah. all. Um, but I do immediately change out the charging handle. Mil-spec charging handles suck. Um, so this is a, a Radiant Raptor. I noticed that, I like that. Yeah, the Radiant Raptor. They're expensive, but mm. they're they're well worth it. They don't break. Um, you'll find with cheaper extended charging handles and stuff like that you will just rip the little levers off of them if you're if you're using them they they can't take that much abuse um so as far as internals that's generally what it is other than that um pretty much sights light the sling are yeah. going to be my my materials um so it like that is literally in order of importance sights then a light then a sling are the three things that i definitely want um just because I don't like shooting stuff I don't want to shoot. Light's going to be important. Sight so I can actually give aimed and accurate gunfire. Yeah, that's that's definitely the number one no matter yeah, what. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, as concerned citizens, we're not exactly in the in the in the game of just you know random gunfire. It's it's yeah, that's bad. Well, I think it really is a lot of it's going to depend on like what your plan to use it for is. Yeah, that was very English good. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but you know, um, definitely, if you're going to use it for home defense, you need a light on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of people, there's a lot of contention when it comes to muzzle devices and stuff like that on rifles. Obviously, they all come with the A2 flash hiders and stuff like that, and those are really fine. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with them, but you know, people want to switch them out. If you're using a compensator indoors, take that gun go to the range and shoot like an indoor range and shoot it and tell me you don't hate your life like it's terrible it sucks it's not a fun time everybody at the range hates you especially when you're talking about short guns like this if I threw like a dual, dual port comp on this thing I'm going to make everybody hate me when I shoot it um, not only that especially if we're shooting outside low light no light type of situations and stuff like that I would rather have something that reduces the report of the rifle as to as little as humanly possible yeah instead of basically broadcasting where i am um you know even you know like standard shooting if like just active shooter situations if you have you know if you're going and you're a civilian and you're going to respond to this and you have you know a team of active shooters and you're going to get your rifle out and you're going to smoke one of them well you've just broadcasted your location to everybody i would rather keep that report low yeah um and also i would rather keep the noise down and also match these with earmuffs. Um, these are what Howard Light Impacts. And, That's the same ones I have. Yep, um, they're good. These are probably the Howard Light Impacts are the best electronic ear pro in the price range. Um, you can use the Walkers. You can use the Peltors. The Peltors suck the most because you have almost a full second of shut off on like between your shots. These will shut off and turn back on. Yeah. Almost immediately. I mean, it, it's a super, super low, uh, super low time to cut back on. Um, with the Peltors, if somebody's shooting, like if I come up and I snap my fingers beside your ear, it'll disrupt a conversation you're having yeah. with somebody. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So on mine that I was going to bring that I forgot 
Uh, was exactly what you said you didn't like. It's a seven and a half inch barrel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on one of mine that I have. right. So <laughs> on my AR pistol, it's a seven and a half inch barrel. But that works really good if you are moving in and around structures. Yeah, because you don't have to worry about it being redirected as easily. Mm-hmm. So you know that's very, very, very important. Right. But, but and we've taken that, and I, I get it. I've yeah. actually taken. Mine out to 200 yards, mm-hmm. and we got one that Kylie has taken out to 100 yards. Yeah, and both been very successful. You know, even with that short of a short of a uh, yeah. barrel. Only, it's it's really a trade off by like yeah. how far you cut the barrel down versus the performance that you get. Um, I mean, you're going to get more. I don't. I don't. No, you're going to keyhole sooner, and you're not going to get the velocity and stuff yeah, yeah. out of it. So when I but say I, I hit it 200 yards, you know, it was not like. All the time, yeah. you know, with a seven and a half inch barrel, that's really yeah, hard. Yeah, you to got pull like off. the velocity of a thrown rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, but but you don't you don't have a gun with that short of a barrel to shoot out at seven hundred yards. You have a gun with that short of a oh, barrel exactly. to shoot inside your house. Yeah. So yeah, with exactly. me, that's you know, 10, 15 feet. Yeah. For the most part, because like the only we're the only reason I don't like to go shorter than like an eleven and a half is just because you know, especially when you get to shooting a lot and stuff like that, just on your controls or on your. Uh, on your operating system itself, it's just extremely violent on it. So, yeah. I mean, you're going to break lugs off of your uh, bolt carrier. You're going to break your extractor and stuff like that. So, right? And that's really all it is. And that's just a trade-off. I mean, you have a shorter gun. Okay, bolts are, what, like 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You get an extra one, you throw it in the grip, you know, throw it your hand on. And like, ah, oh, I broke it. Take it apart. Put it in the <laughs> and roll on back. Like, it is what it is. Like, you know, that's the same thing. That one's a 12-inch. And it's like, I'm going to break that thing away sooner than I have my 16-inch gun with mm-hmm. a, you know, is what it is. Happens, yeah. you know, so. and that's going to break way sooner than that twenty-inch gun with a full rifle length, you know, thing that. Which you know, you're not wrong for owning a twenty-inch gun either. Like, yeah, twenty. I will say, when it comes down to it, twenty-inch guns, like when you get twenty inches beyond that, range ammo becomes defensive ammo. You push so much velocity out of them, it's like the terminal ballistics of just standard fifty-five grain stuff is extremely violent on targets. It's pretty wild. So, you know, you're not wrong if you've got, you know, you know, if you're out there looking like you're hunting Charlie, you're not wrong for that. It's awesome, you know. And if you're like a cool guy with a, you know, Mark 18 or whatever else, you're not wrong for that either. You just got to use better ammo. I don't want to be like that. Yeah. Yeah, we have no, basically no differences of opinion on, on the, on that as far as what you want on them and everything. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, um, that's pretty simple. Okay. Yeah, and I agree. If you have something for long precision, you probably need a different type of trigger. But, I mean, as yeah. far as just like... Yeah, as far as that goes, like, if you can't shoot a mill spec trigger well, you suck. Probably, yeah. It's it's your fault, not theirs. Right? Yeah. It just is what it is. But, yeah. I'll say, I need to get my guns sighted in. I just, um, I've got my 16-inch gun that I just got set up. It's got a, uh, a fixed five-power prism scope on it. And um, I really kind of built that for a DMR gun with the bipod and stuff like that, which I'm going to end up switching the trigger out in it. But it's got a pretty nice... Um, Oh, I can't remember who makes it, but it's a nickel boron coated. It's a mil spec trigger, but it's mm. it's a little bit smoother on it. And um, polished surfaces, nickel boron coated, and it's pretty. It's it's pretty nice. I really need to get that thing out and stretch the legs on it. And yeah, uh, build on your rifle matters. Um, who you get to do your parts makes a makes a huge difference. Um, people will advertise mil spec. You know, whatever. Um, talk to anybody who's ever been in the military, and they'll tell you about how much mil spec sucks. Yeah, I mean, mil spec just means it's just good enough for yeah. the military. Yeah, like they have, they <laughs> it have does achieved, not necessarily mean it's yeah. Like they have great achieved quality minimal quali- quali- uh, yeah. qualification for for mil spec. 
Um, so I mean, you know, really when uh, when it comes down to it, use use good stuff by reputable brands. Um, you know, you have a lot of really like good high end guys. You don't have to get a Nobeski or a Daniel Defense or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Arrow Precision makes really good rifles. I've shot a ton of their rifles. Every every single one of them I've seen have performed and done really well. Um, you know, there's a bunch of them. Don't like scrape bottom of the barrel. Um, you know, your Palmetto State gun might be fine. You know, but the next Palmetto State gun you get right not be fine. Yeah. I like their marketing thing is they just want to put as many guns in the hands of people as they possibly can but you know when, when it comes down to it like you know mil spec isn't mil spec. You know it's not all the same. It, yeah. it makes a huge difference in quality. Um, and so you know go with the Go with the highest tier of rifle that you can afford. If all you can afford is a Palmetto Steak, go with it, run it, change the bolt out at your earliest convenient because that's where most of the life of your gun's going to be. But, um, you know. And, you well, know. I mean, I started out with uh, Anderson and I've yeah. you know, swapped out some parts mm-hmm. in that for, well, one of, I built an Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've just kind of like steadily swapped out a few parts for like higher end stuff yeah. in that same gun that's the one thing about ARs that's kind of cool especially if you build it from the beginning mm-hmm. then you know all the internals of it and then you can just kind of go in and go like well I have this one part it's a little better I'm just going to swap that out and it's a little you know just like kind of steadily upgrade it that way yeah I will say my buddy has just a like when you look at it you're like that is absolutely horrible because it's got a BCM upper on a Sanderson lower and it looks you know really funny it really makes people mad but that gun has run for years I mean he's shot yeah. thousands of rounds through that thing and you know but is it all Anderson parts on the internals no, 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 it's just an Anderson lower. He bought so just an, he okay. bought an just Anderson like a strip gun lower. And then, yeah, he bought a he bought okay. a strip lower and then built like pretty much what is mostly an Anderson gun. And then this broke. He had to switch it. This broke. Yeah, and that's basically it. this what broke. I've done. He had to switch it. This broke. He had to switch it. And now he's got essentially an entire BCM upper on this gun. He's got a really reliable gun, but he broke a lot of stuff to get there. Now, yeah. what he what he spent there, he probably could have went and bought a BCM gun. <laughs> and just and then never had to worry about any of it. So well, you know, you know it, it is. Well, what it you is, know, it's like, one thing about you know if you know what you're doing, or if you can don't mind learning uh, and, and cursing a lot along the way when you're mm-hmm. building it. Um, when you're putting it together, you know, you learn a lot. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, you get in with what you can afford, and yeah. then like upgrade over time. Yeah. You might have as much in it as you would have just by buying a decent gun for the beginning. But if you can't afford a decent gun at the beginning. Yeah, like you've got. At least you have a gun. You've got. Yeah, some, okay, you've got. You've achieved something that launches bullets, and <laughs> yeah. now we're going to make it better. I, yeah. I mean, that's there's that's a, basically there's what good I did. Amount of you know, I didn't have a whole lot of money at the time that I did it, and yeah. I just like steadily bought all the parts, and it was basically all Anderson parts. And then as something broke, I have taken that part mm-hmm. out and, re- and put it in a better quality part. And yeah, and that's what now when everybody goes up to that guy and he's like, "Oh man, an Anderson gun! I've got an Anderson gun too." He's like, "Cool." He's like, "Yeah, it's just an Anderson lower. Everything else broke on this gun." <laughs> he's like, yeah. "And they're like, what?" And he's like, "I've never had anything break." And he's like, "It's because you don't shoot enough." Like, yeah, you know. And that's the thing. You will eventually break stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's part it, of the deal. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Like, I, I get excited when I break stuff. <laughs> like, I really do. I'm like, dude, I broke it. Now I finally know we're like. The point is for this, like yeah. I know, like I know, like how far I can push this before it like explodes in my face. Luckily, nothing's really exploded in my face yet, but you know, like, yeah, yep. You so break this, you kind of fix something on the fly to make it work again, and then you, you, know, you go back and you give it more official fix and polish job later on. It's, yeah, it's all part of the game. 
All right, guys. I know we went a little long in this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, and for the record, it's probably going to end up getting cut down to like 35 minutes or something like that. We'll see. <laughs> we did, we did kind of like go off the rails a little bit. So, All right, guys. Check out the link in the description. You can see a uh, link for Brownells there. Uh, if you are looking to add anything to your gun, please use our link. It will help out the podcast and everything else that we do. Uh, really, really appreciate that. Don't forget to like and... Uh, Subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed. Also, review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps out tremendously as well. Uh, Thank you guys so very much for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.